baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Drive at 5. The story is driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Note to self, check out air conditioner in car. It could be hot on the way home today. Oh, wait a second. Let's get to the drive at 5. It's eight minutes past the hour of five o'clock on Thursday, the 13th. Air Mass- Massachusetts Air National Guard member was emerged as a main person of interest in the disclosure of highly classified military documents on the war in Ukraine. Was taken into custody by federal agents this afternoon. That, according to a person familiar with the matter, investigators believe the guardsman who specializes in intelligence led the online chat group where the documents were posted. The guardsman has been identified as 21-year-old named Jack Teixeira. FBI agents converged on his Massachusetts home. Heavily armed tactical agents were there taking a man in a T-shirt and shorts into custody outside the property. Not immediately clear if Teixeira had a lawyer who could speak on his behalf. At this point, that is still very early on in the investigation, but he is accused of leaking a series of uh, military documents that we're talking about not only the war in Ukraine, but also we're critical of the situation with South Korea as it relates to the United States. And there were many others who were upset with this information that was not only leaked, but some people say tampered with and altered in some regards. Florida's Republican-dominated legislature this afternoon passed a ban on most abortions after six weeks, sending the bill to Governor Ron DeSantis. He has said that he would sign that measure into law. The final passage came after a marathon floor hearing in the state house, which passed the proposal largely along party lines 70 to 40. The state Senate passed that bill back on the 3rd of April. This is in Florida, where Democrats in the chamber forcefully opposed the legislation, but were vastly outnumbered by the the supermajorities in both chambers. The GOP House Speaker Paul Renner had to close the public viewing galleries after protesters threw what appeared to be paper on the House floor, capping off what's been a hugely contentious process to pass the legislation, which is State Bill 300, which DeSantis has signaled his support for, but it puts him in a tricky political position. He is considered a 2024 bid for president, but most public polling shows six-week abortion ban is unpopular among both political parties, yet at the same time, entering a Republican presidential primary on the heels of vetoing or opposing legislation would expand abortion restrictions, risks running against a key tenet of the GOP platform. Speaking of the situation having to do with abortion, well, a uh, federal appeals court has weighed in, declining to suspend the approval of the abortion pill, but leaving restrictions in place that would prevent it from being sent to patients via the mail. The decision by the New Orleans-based 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has partially blocked the Trump-appointed judge's ruling, leaves considerable uncertainty over access to this drug. The Attorney General Merrick Garland of the Justice Department strongly disagrees with the decision to allow the restrictions and will seek immediate Supreme Court review. 
at the Supreme Court, the administration would need to win the votes of at least five of the nine justices in the court, which has a 6-3 conservative majority. The court granted the Justice Department's emergency request to put on hold part of the decision issued last week by a U.S. district judge that suspended the FDA's original approval of that abortion pill, which dates back to 2000. The Supreme Court today also allowing a $6 billion student loan debt settlement that will allow thousands of students to cancel their debts that will go into effect after the Supreme Court declined to block this measure. Now, keep in mind, there's a couple of different things in front of the high court, so let's make sure you understand which one this is. The Supreme Court, in a brief order, rejected a request made by colleges challenging the settlement. Now, this is unrelated to President Joe Biden's broader effort to forgive student loan debt, which is also before the justices, but that could be a couple of months before there is a decision in that one. This class action settlement concerns loans that borrowers claim should be canceled because they were taken out based on misrepresentations made by the schools, many of which are for-profit institutions. The settlement could be worth more than $6 billion, a case that arises from the settlement that California-based U.S. District Judge William Alsup approved in November in a case brought by borrowers. The government has already started implementing this particular settlement. Again, it could be as large as $6 billion. Four years after losing a shop and save, the Hill District is about to get another grocery store. Pittsburgh Urban Redevelopment Authority board members could clear the way for the return by voting to sell the former shop and save and other parts of the center Heldman Plaza to Salem's Market. For $1.9 million, Salem's Market Center Avenue is affiliated with the Strip District-based Salem's Market and Grill, which beat out three finalists back in October 21 to operate a grocery store at the Hill District Shop and Save site. Now, if approved, this transaction would be a huge step toward ending a long drought of not having a grocery store. There hasn't been one there since March 2019. There was one there for about six years, but it went out of business in 2019. And this deal, to be considered by the URA board, also would complete the 18-month quest by Salem's Market to secure the former supermarket. Noted the sale of the property is literally the final step needed before Salem's can access the financing it has lined up for the project and move forward with the construction that needs to be done. In all, Salem's Market would be buying nearly 2.6 acres from the URA, including the Shop and Save building and 94 parking spaces also give spaces leased to businesses such as Cares Community Cafe and G's Closet in that same vicinity. And finally, Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey saying that he has yet to offer anyone a job to be the city's next police chief. Pittsburgh's been without a permanent police chief since Scott Schubert left the position last June. Post-Gazette and other news outlets have been reporting the finalists for the job are Joyce Lando, former longtime city cop who is currently police chief in Maryland. Larry Serrato, who was a former assistant chief in Pittsburgh who led the Fort Lauderdale, Florida Police Department before being fired for allegedly favoring non-white candidates for promotions. Ryan Lee, who narrowly escaped felony charges for severely injuring a fellow officer while demonstrating a suspect control movement during a staff meeting and resigned last year amid complaints from co-workers. Will one of them become the next chief? We don't know and we won't know until the mayor makes a final announcement. It's 515 right now and that is today's Drive at 5. Those are the stories driving headlines on this the 13th of April. 
The Drive at 5, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.